This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. Welcome back to Launchpad on Sirius XM Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. I'm your host this week, Carl Ulrich. I'm the Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Wharton, where I teach entrepreneurship, innovation, and product design. Today, I'm speaking with seven semifinalist teams that are all competing in our startup challenge on May 1st. I'm very happy to welcome to our virtual studio my next guest of Connected Mobile, CEO and, CEO and founder Andy Kaplan and head of engineering Colby Cox. Andy and Colby, thanks for joining me. Thank you. We're excited to be here. All right, Andy, let's start it off with you. Give us the elevator pitch for Connected Mobile. Sure. So Connected Mobile is a cell phone service company. We are official resellers of T-Mobile. And what we do is we white label T-Mobile's plans in order to offer family plan, family plan prices directly to individuals targeting international students. So if you think about the typical experience to buy a cell phone plan, it's typically a family plan here in the U.S. But if you think about an international student, they're coming in without a domestic family with whom to sign up or the social security numbers that are required for postpaid plans. And so we're able to offer really affordable, accessible cell phone service by giving international students these plans directly. All right, but let me just follow up with you, Andy. The the T-Mobile isn't stupid. They have a family plan for a reason. And is this something you have, do you have to circumvent them somehow? And why aren't they offering this plan if it's an untapped market? Yeah, um, so we spent the entire year last year, first half doing research on the pain points international students face getting cell phone service. So we ran surveys, focus groups in multiple languages across multiple schools, showing that this was a really difficult process. And then we spent the next six months pitching to T-Mobile and showing them that there was a demographic that they couldn't serve um, that made sense for them. So if you think about a typical wireless carrier here in the U.S., um, there's three main ones. So AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile slash Sprint. And they have hundreds of millions of customers. And so if you think about how they serve these customers, they require a social security number. And that's how they do the basis of their postpaid plans. And they use the group rate to um, bring down their cost of acquisition because it's really difficult to get someone onto your plan when they might already be on another plan. Uh, so you think about the international student. And um, first of all, they are distributed around the globe before they come here. And then they actually have to sign up for their cell phone service within one to two days of arrival for their visa on a timeline that completely varies by university. So it's a really difficult marketing challenge. And on top of that, an international student doesn't stay here for as long as a typical wireless carrier. So international students don't really fit into the major um, business model of these carriers. And so we spent six months pitching to T-Mobile and showing them this and saying, you know, this customer is never going to really make sense for you. But if you let a smaller, nimbler platform, nimbler player operate on your platform and reach this demographic that you otherwise can't reach, we're going to be able to bring in an additional opportunity for you. Okay, got it. So I I would say the family plan bit of that pitch is a little bit of a hook in the sense that what you're really doing is you're 
a more efficient marketing channel for T-Mobile to reach this hard to reach segment. That seems like that that's really what you're doing, right? I think you can put it that way. Um, yeah. A lot of people or international students come over and the idea of a family plan is something that's really unique to the U.S. Ah, so I see. Yeah. Like, well, why am I, why do I need four people to sign up with for a family plan? And you're like, yeah, yeah. you know what? There's yeah. no real reason other than that's how the carriers have been able to um, lower their cost of acquisition and improve retention. All right. Colby, let me turn over to you. It, it, uh, if I read from your, your bio here, it looks like you're in the college and going to graduate this year, so undergrad. Uh, but your title, your, 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 your title is head of engineering. What, what's the engineering challenge here? Is, it sounds like primarily a marketing play. Yeah, yeah so uh, I think part of it is marketing. Um, of course, we have to market to be able to get our customers in, but Building a great product, I think, is part of retention. Whenever you're talking about cell phone service, and attrition can be quite high. Uh, what we want to build is something that gives them no reason to change. And I joke around with Andy a lot whenever I'm building out our platform uh, that enables users to change their plans, pay their bill, et cetera. I want people on the website as little as possible because this should be a seamless experience. If somebody's having to log in every week to do something, that means that we're doing something wrong. So I think on that front, engineering is very, very important uh, in order to make the best experience possible. Yeah, well, that's a a great insight. I think we've all had that incredible frustration of, yeah, we want to be on the website as little as possible, but we especially don't want to be on the phone either. We just want to get the job done as as easily as we can. Yeah, ideally, they Ideally, they shouldn't be having to interface with us at all unless it's like, hey, I want to change my plan. And then that should be a 60-second or less thing after they log into their account. Um, And that's what we're aiming for right now and uh, making quite a bit of progress on that front. So, Colby, let me stick with you for just a minute. This is a a nice pairing in that we've got a Wharton MBA student and and an undergrad in the college working together on on this venture. How did did that match get made? And and what advice would you give teams to how to to find the resources they need to form a cross-functional team to go after an opportunity like this? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a complicated thing, finding a, a teammates and generally speaking, a team that uh, promotes a good culture. Um, how Indy and I started out was uh, she was looking for somebody to help her with development. And we started out what was really kind of like a, a trial period, so to speak. Like, we'll work on this smaller chunk of things and see how it goes um, and not have any like strong strings attached to it. So if our cadence didn't work well, uh, we could go our separate ways after that. Um, I, I think that's a great way of doing it. And I've done stuff like that before where I've tried out positions or contracts like, okay, I'll work with you for a month. If you're satisfied, you know, we can talk about uh scheme of things. And I've had several times in the past, my working style or their working style together didn't click. And uh, I, I think that's how you have to do things. And also I, I study, uh, Chinese uh, in the college, East Asia specifically. I have a minor in CS as well, but uh, I've spent time abroad. And the product really spoke to me because whenever I was in China uh, last summer, signing up for cell phone service was quite easy, despite the fact I had to 
give them my passport and go through government verification, all that. But it isn't like here where it's like, I need to go get my social security number and all this. Like uh, signing up for cell phone service for me as an American born citizen is complicated. Uh, I can't imagine. In America. Like being, yeah. Yeah, exactly. In America, it's complicated <laughs> for me as an American with a social, with a passport, everything. It's extremely complicated. So I can't even imagine what it's like whenever uh, people come here and they don't have a social. Like, where do you even begin? Yeah. All right. Well, well, Andy, I, I suspect you got a, a wrench thrown in the works in the last in the last couple of months. Tell us where you are and what you're thinking about for the next few months for this business. Yeah. Would would that wrench be COVID nineteen? Ah, uh, yeah. I guess. I guess <laughs> I, I'd forgotten all about that thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So we're a company that specifically serves international students, and if you think mm. about. Who was impacted by COVID-19? International students were abruptly disrupted, uprooted, um, whether that's leaving campuses or flying back home um, or staying away from their families from afar. And so what we did was said, you know, we're here for students. We're going to step up and serve the customers that we're here for. And so we first launched a new offering to support our customers with freezing their line um, should they need to return abroad. We're offering um, really generous packages if they were staying here. So free calling to level three countries, more mobile hotspot. We always offer free data abroad, which is part of why we're, we really tailor our offering to benefit our target demographic. Mm. And later we were able to say, you know what? It's not just our customers who are affected by this. It's, it's every international student, regardless of their carrier. And so we were able to launch an offering for anyone, regardless of their carrier, to bring over their number and freeze it with us for the summer. And I think that's an example of a company saying, what is it we do and how can we go out of our way to support people during this time? And as a result, uh, we've actually grown the number of lines that we serve because we're so directly tailoring our offering to people who need it. Um, our team right now, we're actually a team of seven Penn students. So we are scattered around the globe, um, but I think that we've adapted really well to the new reality of working remotely and working in a distributed way. And so we check in, we see what's what's going on. Um, one of our team members just said, you know, they're back to daily life in South Korea. So it's interesting to see how everyone around the world is is adapting. Yeah, well, we're out of time, but but Andy, can you give us, tell us how our listeners can find you? What's your website or, or however it's best for them to find you? I'd love to. You can check us out at www.connectedmobile.co. That's connectedmobile.co. Great. All right. Straightforward. All right. Well, good luck next week, guys. And sounds really exciting. So Andy and Colby, thanks so much for, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Carl Ulrich, Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Wharton. Launchpad is produced by Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. You can find more episodes of this podcast on SoundCloud or on iTunes. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.